Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. I really want to talk a little bit about revival and about the move of God, because we've been talking about it. God's prophesied it. He's declared it. You know, uh, the prophets are talking about it. We've talked about it over this house, and I'll probably read something to that effect too tonight. But I want to talk about it because that's what God wants to do with this hour. And we have to come into that place that we are believing God that we're going to be used of God. Amen? That we're not going to just sit back and let just the pastors, you know, in leadership uh, just to do the works that God has called us to do. That this is a full-blown revival that's coming on the earth. And, you know, it's already started. There's waves already of the glory. There's waves already of the presence of God and the move of God. And uh, we want to be in that place that we are yielded and that he can use us. Amen? It doesn't matter how old you are in the Lord. God wants to use all of us. So back in 1939, and I just want you all to know I was not alive then. I know you might think that I was, but I'm just letting you know I wasn't. Hallelujah. So, Smith Wigglesworth prophesied this. He said, I see a healing revival coming after World War II. It will be so easy to get people here healed. And after World War II, there was a great healing revival a wave of healing went through our nation and went around. And then he said, I see another one, different denominations being filled with the Holy Ghost. That happened called the Charismatic Revival. So he prophesied too, right on track, right? Then the third thing he said, he said, I see another move of God. Auditoriums filled, uh, full of people coming with notebooks, teaching wave on faith and healing. It was a word of faith movement. Anybody in that? I was in that. I remember going to 1983, going to uh, Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Copeland uh, meetings, and the auditoriums were filled. I mean, in Fort Worth, Texas. The Colosseum was filled with thousands and thousands of people, and we all had our notebooks sitting down to learn and to hear the Word of God. So that was the third move of God, the third wave of God that he talked about. And then after that, he started crying. He started sobbing. And he said, I see the last day revival that's going to usher in the precious fruit of the earth means a great harvest. It will be the greatest revival this world has ever seen. Think about that. The greatest revival this world has ever seen. You can go book back to the book of Acts, and that was a pretty great move of God. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands got saved. But he is prophesying it will be the greatest revival this world has ever seen. It's going to be a wave of the gifts of the Spirit. The ministry gifts will be flowed out, and they will bring the sick to churches where the Holy Ghost 
is allowed to move. So I believe this day is upon us. I believe we are in the early stages of this wave of the Spirit of God. But something he said, he says, I'm going to, there's going to be a wave of the gifts of the Spirit. If that is a wave of the gifts of the Spirit, who are they going to operate through? The church. Amen? Every one of us, every one of us have gifts, every one of us has callings, every one of us has signs and wonders and miracles that God wants to do through you. And so he prophesied this. If he prophesied it, the first three happened, don't you think this fourth wave is going to happen? Don't you believe that he is going to move? I mean, I think it's awesome that he is saying, and hospitals will be emptied. I believe that. I have prophesied that myself, you know, before I knew that he said it. And he said, and bringing people into churches where the Holy Ghost is allowed to move. That is, a, that is what the heart of this ministry is, is about the presence of God. Going after God and allowing the Holy Ghost to flow and to move any way he wants to. That's why out there in the foyer it says, here we are pursuing God. We are going after God. We're going after the presence of God. We're going to allow God to do whatever God wants to do in a service to where he is not limited, to where God is going to begin. And I believe this in a greater way in the days ahead he's going to begin. People are going to rise up. I'll prophesy this over you. They're going to rise up and they're going to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? That you're not going to be bound. And, you know, are you going to be ready to give up your agendas and your programs and your schedules so that God can do what he wants to do in this last day? You know, we have to make that decision. You know, we have to make, sometimes we come and, you know, we can have our plan. We can have our agenda. You know, but something Pastor and I have determined, we are not going to be moved by agendas. We're not going to be moved by programs. And if you've been in this church any time over the last years, you know that we're going to yield to the Spirit of God. Y'all watched me yield on Sunday morning. That was, not for, that was not my program. That was not my plan. I didn't have that in my mind. But the Holy Ghost. And there's going to be more and more of that that we move and we flow in the Spirit of God with whatever He wants to do. Amen? That's one of the reasons, y'all, you know that we've been praying for that artist for, oh, three or four years now. I mean, y'all know that, right? Many of you prayers do. And uh, a, a few weeks ago when the Lord brought Joe and Becky Cruz here, and when they came, you know, I had this thought, hmm, artist. But it really wasn't a revelation to me yet. And so when we were eating, my eyes got opened up and the Lord just said, there's your artist. Well, it came in a different package. It came different than what I thought. You know, how many times do we hear a word from God and then we think, oh, this is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's going to look. But it comes in a different package and I almost missed it. But, you know, God's bringing them in, and they're going to work with our team. You know, that's going to cost money. 
We're, but we are investing in the praise and worship team. We're investing in the sound. We're investing in these things that God has spoken to this house about. You know, uh, Bill, tell me if I say this right. Bill had a, a vision years ago, and he saw you probably should tell it better than I can. You know, you want to tell it? Why don't you tell it? Because it's so prevalent for today. Because I want you to understand what God's doing. So this wasn't planned. It just came up. So God showed me, I don't know how many years ago, that we were going to have a big team. We were going to be three people deep at every position. And we're pretty much there already in the sound team. We're not there yet. Praise and worship. We're working on it. But I had been praying also to bring a professional in. Because all of us, we're, we're not professionals. We do what God tells us to do. We learn from each other what we watch and we learn. But we've been praying and believing that a professional that knew sound like nobody's business would teach us the things that we could not know or learn on our own. We're going to go to a different level. Amen. And there again, Pastor Vicki and then we're talking about bringing in professionals. And we've been doing that. I've seen that vision. I've seen that people coming in and just, and this is just the beginning. This is not the end. This is the beginning. This is just the first ones coming in. We're going to have more. And I've, I've seen a vision of our new sanctuary, our new building, our new church. And it's going to be big enough to where we could host concerts with professional Christian artists and have a professional, everything's going to be top of the line. Just like you turn your TV on, it's just going to be, you're going to be feeling like you're right there. And we, this is the start. This is the stepping stones God put in place. But he had to have the right people in place here. Yeah. So when, when they bring in other people, we're more receptive. We understand what we need from them and not get feelings hurt. But to have an open mind and understand we're learning so we could go to that next level. And, and didn't you see, didn't you see screens? I did. I've seen screens. I, I probably can't describe how our auditorium is supposed to look. But it's going to be cathedral seating with nice cushioned chairs that actually rock. <laughs> so when people are rocking, they can rock in their chairs, those that can't stand up and rock. But you've seen TV, evangelists on TV, and like Kenneth Copeland and them, they've got screens. Ours is going to be like the mega screens at Dallas Stadium. Maybe not that big, but big to where if people are standing across the field over there, they can see that. They're going to hear that. That field, I've seen that as a parking lot. All this is parking lot. This is our children's church right here, what I see. So it's there. It's coming. Well, I'll just let you know there might be an argument on that one. Because <laughs> I see this is the youth in the children's building <laughs> on the property. But that's okay. <laughs> but you're seeing big. You're seeing big. That's what, you know, that's part of a prophecy I gave in 2010 when the Lord said, he said, I'm going to show, show them some things. I'm, I'm about to show you the church dreams and about to give you vision so that you can see and you can jump in. That's what he's talking about. And the Lord revealed to him what was going on there. We're getting ready for a great move of God. 
we're getting ready for the things that God has prophesied and, the, and that God has said to come to pass. Then Marie Woodard Eder in 1913 prophesied, we are not yet up to, the, now listen to what she's saying, and I'm going to read a couple of things from her. We are not yet up to the fullness of the former rain, and that when the latter rain comes, it will be far exceeding anything we have seen. So here this woman that was a, 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 saw amazing signs and wonders said, we're not yet at the fullness. Now I'm just going to read a couple of things that happened in her time, in the late 1800s and the early 1900s. She said, the class leader's little boy fell under the power of God first. He rose up, stepped up to the pulpit, and began to talk with the wisdom and power of God. This is a little child. His father began to shout and praise the Lord. As this little fellow exhort, exhorted and asked the people to come to Christ, they began to weep all over the house. Some shouted. Others fell prostrate. Diverse operations of the Spirit were seen. Here's a little boy standing in the pulpit, and a mighty outpouring of the, of the Lord is taking place. The displays of the power of God continued to increase till we closed the meetings, which lasted five weeks. Talk about revival. Talk about a move of God. The power of the Lord, like the wind, swept all over the city, up one street, down another, sweeping through the places of business, the workshops, saloons, diver, dives, arresting sinners of all classes. The scriptures were fulfilled. The wicked flee when no man pursueth. Men, women, and children were struck down. I love how she puts it. In their homes, in their places of business, on the highways, and laid as dead. This is a move of God. And this lady is saying, we are not yet up to the fullness of the former rain. Think about it. Think about what they're prophesying that is coming. Think about the move of God. Think about the revival. Think about what God is saying in this hour. We're going to see greater things in this. That's what she's talking about. So we need to be ready and we need to be prepared. I want to mention very briefly a few other healings I saw. This is from a man that was there at one of the revivals. He said, I suppose over 100 healed of incurable diseases, such as we doctors can do nothing for consumption, Bright's disease, I don't know what all of this is, cancer, paralysis, blindness, heart problems, something in the blood. He said, I saw all these diseases healed two years ago, and all of them that I am personally acquainted with are healed today. This is talking about miracles. And she is saying they hadn't seen the fullness of it. That's what I want you to get over in your heart. This revival that Smith Wigglesworth prophesied, that Marie Woodward Edder prophesied, and I'm going to read another one, is talking about our day. It's talking as she had prophesied and said it's going to be within 100 years. Well, it's a little over 100 years, but it's, on its, it's happening. She's, he said, 
I saw these diseases healed two years ago, and all of them I know personally acquainted with are healed today. I will also mention two children I saw healed. One, 18 months old, who was born blind and seemed to have no marks of human intelligence, was badly deformed and had curvature of the spine so much so until the backbone was curved in such a manner as to much higher than the shoulders. When Sister Edder prayed for it, the eyes received sight. The human intelligence came in. That awful curvature of the spine straightened out. The baby stood on its feet and smiled for the first time in its life. Man, that'll get your attention. So the father and mother said, and of course they shouted and praised God. The other was a baby, 15 months old, a Methodist minister's baby who was born blind and received his sight under Sister Edder's prayers. Could write a large book on the healings I saw in Sister Edder's meetings in the city of Atlanta in the nine weeks she was here in 1914. I wonder if we could bank nine weeks. I wonder if we could go that long. There are so many miracles, and when she would go, cities would be shaken. There were healings in every one of her meetings. I mean, outstanding healings, outstanding moves of God. It talked about in one meeting where the people weren't responding to, um, to her. And so she prayed, and all of a sudden, one lady fell dead, not dead, but under the power of God. That's what she called it. And they they carried and lifted her up and put her on a couch. And then when that happened, then another one just fell, that they were carrying people home as dead people. I'm talking the presence of God was so strong. And she said, that's not the fullness. That's not the fullness of what God is going to do in this hour. That's not the fullness of revival, how he wants to use. And it's not going to be just one person walking in that. It's going to be the body of Christ that's coming together, full of faith, believing God, and gets up and starts moving in the gifts of the Spirit. It is exciting. We should be excited about it. We should be. No wonder Bill had that vision. No wonder Bill saw, you know, what he's seeing. Others have seen our church. Others have seen our church. Uh, John Kilpatrick saw a church at the other end of the property. Why? Because revival and the move of God. It's not about us pastors. It's about the body of Christ coming in, operating in signs and wonders and miracles, seeing the, the book of Acts fulfilled, seeing what God has for this hour, seeing those signs and wonders. Amen? William Seymour, the leader of the Azusa Street Awakening, he prophesied that in a hundred years there would be an outpouring of God's Spirit and His Shekinah glory that would be greater and more far-reaching than was 
what was experienced at Azusa Street. So he is saying right here that there are miracles. There is a revival that is coming. Well, we're living in the time of the move of God. We're living in that time, and we've got to change our mindsets. We've got to get our mindsets in line with the Word of God. We've got to get our mindsets that God wants to use each and every one of us and not resist Him. And where are we resisting him? In our minds. Because we don't want to do it. We don't want to step out there. But, you know, these people did. I'm telling you, Marie Woodward, Edder, if you ever read her story, she lost several children. And uh, she didn't want to do it. Because women weren't in the ministry. And so, you know, she resisted for a while. But boy, when she surrendered, God used her in a powerful way. So, you know, that's called we got to surrender to the plans of God, not to our own ability, not to our own strength, but to the will of God. You know, we can't just pray a prayer, God, I want your will. I want your blessings. I want all this. It's got to be, God, I really want your will. And I'm going to surrender my life to the will of God. And I'm expecting in this great outpouring of your spirit. When, that, when he pours out his spirit, you know, uh, which one was it? Said, Seymour, he said the Shekinah glory would be greater and more far-reaching. The Shekinah glory, that's what fell in Solomon's day, and the priests couldn't even stand because of the glory and the presence of God. I'm believing God, you know, that we're going to have services where the glory comes in and people are just out under the power of God and nobody laid hands on them. And healings and deliverance takes place. That's where we're going, and we know that our nation needs it. This world needs it. We've got to have a move of God. It's not an option anymore. We have to have the move of God in our day and our hour to bring us forth for the glory of God. Now, they, they did this early in the 1900s that they prophesied this, and I want to remind you of what I prophesied over this house. That he was speaking to you and I. No, we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen everything yet. But it's been prophesied. And I'm just saying it wasn't just prophesied by me. I'm saying you've got some great men and women of God that have prophesied about this hour. And, I, and that have prophesied and said, you know, what I just read to you. That said, you know, when Smith's Wigglesworth, he talked about the last days. He talked about this prophecy in the last days. He declared what was going to happen. Anybody believe that? So when I, I was, I felt led to get the 2010 prophecy back out, which you all have heard in this house. But God said, I want you to read it again. Why? Because we've got to get it. 
We have to grab hold of it. We have to believe that it's for every one of us. We have to take hold of what he's saying, just like we have to believe when Smith Wigglesworth, who saw signs and wonders and miracles, raised the dead, saw so many people healed and delivered and set free by the power of God. And when he saw it, he saw it. And he prophesied it. And the first three have come to pass. So I believe we're in that flow. Amen? And I believe it's already started. And I believe we're getting set up in a greater way. Just like Bill was sharing about, you know, what he was praying, what he was believing for, what we were praying, what we were declaring, how the artist is coming in. There are some things in the next weeks and months that are going to supernaturally happen in this house. There are, there are things that are just not going to be normal anymore. We are, we are blossoming and we are growing. And it may not look like it in numbers, but things are being set in order. Pastor got a word when we were coming home from West Virginia several years ago, get your house in order, and we knew he was talking about the church. And things started shifting. Things started changing. And things started happening. And things, things started getting into place. And people are getting into place. So I know that we are being set up. And I know you all have been brought here on purpose. It's not an accident, every one of you, to come in at this time for revival, for the move of God, for the wave of the Holy Ghost. And our pastor said, and I've said this not very, a few weeks ago, that it's our turn for the wave. And this, they're talking about the wave of the Spirit. That's what he's talking about, the move of God, where God comes in and God moves in our hearts and changes our thinking and does things for us. Heals our body, delivers us, sets us free. It's time for it. It's time for us to believe what God is saying and not keep thinking, one of these days, one of these days I might be ready. No, it's not about you being ready. It's you just being obedient. It's you just yielding. The Holy Ghost says something, obey it. Can't make it up in your head either. You've got to obey the Holy Ghost. You know, I learned in my early walk with God how to obey God and just do what he said. And that's why I've seen lots of signs and wonders in my own ministry and what God's called me to. Because I believe it. And I just do. You all know me well enough to know I'm just going to do what the Holy Ghost tells me to do. And I've seen the results. And that's what Marie Warder, you know, she had, she had to look. Sometimes people didn't like her ministry. But I, she saw the signs. She saw people dancing in the air. Just go off the stage and they'd be dancing and they didn't even know what was going on. What is God going to do in this last move of God? If we'll just yield to them, if we'll just let go, if we'll just let God, if we'll get ourselves in that place that we believe what God is saying, he's going to use us. 
out in the streets, out in the highways, wherever we may go. He's going to use us. I mean, the streets of Jerusalem were turned upside down. It was a move of God. So, he said in 2010, we've entered into the next phase of the ministry, and this phase will not be like other phases. This phase, this phase will be a place where you have never walked in before and never been mentored in before and never seen before. We're, we're going into that. God said it 12 years ago, and we're taking hold of it. Something we haven't seen. Well, I can guarantee you I haven't seen all of this. I love reading this book. It'll, it just causes you to get your head out of the box, think in a different way. As we have, what we've done is put the limits on God on how he can do it, this is, this is just like I did with the artist. I had a limit. I thought what he was going to do. He just expanded. He just stretched it out. And he's doing it totally different than I thought. Huh. It's amazing, isn't it? God didn't need my help. <laughs> I, I thought for sure he did. And I thought my plan was good. It just wasn't God. But he's doing it. And so he said, the phase will be, you're entering into will bring glory and honor to my name. It will be much different than what you have thought. So we got to get out of our thinking. The first thing we have to do is get out of our thought life of what we think and what we come to church to expect. He's telling us to get rid of the normal. He's telling us, this isn't going to be your way. I, you think about the day of Pentecost. I'm sure that the 120 sitting in there were not expecting fire to come down on them. I don't think they were expecting to speak in other tongues. I don't think that was their expectation on that day. I don't think they were in their own mind thinking. They probably had their own thoughts. You know Peter and James and John. You read about how they think, you know. But I don't believe they were thinking that day when the day of Pentecost came that that's how it was going to come. It blew them away, changed them, delivered them. And set them on their feet out in the streets, speaking in speaking in other tongues. And people were looking at them, making fun of them, laughing at them. You know, are you like those? Their dignity was gone. They were in that place. But they were filled with God. Hallelujah. And that's the days we're entering in, that we're filled with God. When that, that's going to be glorious. When all of us are walking, talk about walking in love. You will be walking in love because you'll be filled with God. Hallelujah. It will be much different than what you thought. It will be much different than what you have seen. And your heart has cried out and asked, and your heart has cried out to know the way that he wants church to be.
And God said, because your heart has asked me and because you have reached out to me, I will show you what I long for on the earth. So he wants something on this earth, and it's the move of God. It's the wave of the Spirit of God. It's God being exalted and being able to do whatever God wants to do. Going in, I, I, I believe God that the presence of God will go out of these doors and go out. And just like with Marie Woodard Edder, entered into homes. Do you know, it did not say that people entered into those homes or into those businesses. Oh, wouldn't you like it in some of these businesses in downtown Columbia? Oh, I think that would be so amazing. And some of those shops down there where they have all that occult stuff and they have all that stuff. And here comes the presence of God. Can you just see a wave of the presence of God just invading into those stores? And then, whomp! laid out under the power of God, come up change for the glory of God. Yeah, that's the way we got to think. Boy, we've got such limits on the way we think, such limits on the way God can do something. He, he did it on the day of Pentecost. His presence went all around that city. Got the attention. I love to think about things like that. Because why? It gets us out of our box. Gets us out of that place that, oh, you got to do it this way, God. This is the way we're at church, God. And we're sitting in our holiness. And we're saying, you can move in here, God. Not too much. Be nice about it. God's saying, I'm take, you know, take the limits off. If I want to lay you out on the carpet, I'll lay you out. If you if you are in your home, I we have no idea what's coming. And what the fullness of it is locked in some might. But you can glimpse into some things of people of old that have walked in some mighty places. Because he said, I'm going to show you what I consider church, and it's much different. So my young man, keep your heart open, and the days ahead will be much different. The days ahead will be glorious. will fill my house with my presence. That's what we are going after. We are pursuing God and going after the presence of God. And he said, and as my house is filled with my presence, I will bring them in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. That's what happened in Marie Woodward Edder meetings. That's what happened at Azusa Street. That's what happened with Smith Wigglesworth. They would come in. Why? Because the glory was there. The presence of God was there. And people were getting delivered and people were getting healed. And so the word got out. You know, and they didn't, back then, they didn't have television. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have what we have to be able to, you know, stream live. They didn't have streaming. They were in horse and buggies, coming to meetings in horse and buggies or walking. They didn't have amplifiers. They didn't have what we had. Well, we have it today, and we need to take advantage of it. I will bring them in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. 
Many who don't know anything about church, many who have heard from a distance, many different people will come, but they will come because I'm being glorified in the house. They will come because it's not church in the normal way. Hallelujah. No normal church. I'm just declaring no normal church. Are y'all going to agree with me? Hallelujah. That, no normal church? <laughs> They will come because they are hungry people seeking me. They are people looking for answers. There are people in desperate situations. Boy, and boy, are we seeing it in this hour. Desperate situations, craziness that is going on. There are people out there who don't know which way to go. That's the truth. There are so more today than ever before. There are so many things that are speaking to them and so many voices calling to them. But God is saying, my voice will be heard above all, and my voice will speak, and my voice will draw them in. It's the voice of many waters and will speak to many people and will cause them to come in. See the truth. That's what people need to see today is the truth. See my glory and will hunger after me. So he's telling us to get ready so that he can be glorified on the earth in this hour. Amen. So, I'm going to read what he said to the church. I'm not going to read all of it. That you and I, we're going to move. We're going to know how to flow in it. But the days of enlightenment are upon you to illuminate. Now, listen, he is speaking to us as a body. The days of enlightenment are upon you to illuminate those areas so that you will know how to move into and receive what God has said. He wants to open up our eyes so we can see what God has. For this is the hour that my church will receive, and my church will move out and receive all the promises in the word. Those that are hungry and those who are thirsty after my truth, truth, he's talking about truth, will get what they are seeking after. They will receive the freedom and the liberty that I've told in my word. For I am not holding them back, not keeping them back. I'm moving in the midst of my people to raise them up and be used in this hour. Who's he moving among? The people. And what is he going to do with the people? Raise them up. I want you all to get this. And be used in this glorious hour. How? In the gifts of the Spirit. And the ministry gifts and the things that God has planted for this hour. He wants to use his body in unusual ways. He wants to use them to bring forth his glory. Amen. And he says, I will use you, the body, in signs and wonders have you, as you have read of the apostles of old. Does this not sound like the prophecies? That we just read, that he's talking about the move of God, the wave of the Spirit of God, where God does what? Signs and wonders, just like they did in the apostles of old. But this next move is going to be greater than that, mightier than that. Because it's going to sweep in this last day's harvest. It's going to sweep in the souls. It's going to sweep in the lost. It's going to sweep in the deceived. It's going to sweep in those that don't know the truth. But we're going to bring the truth because we're being illuminated. Our, our, our eyes are being opened up so that you and I can walk in these things in this hour. 
So he said, I will use you in signs and wonders as you have read of the apostles of old, those things that they entered to and those things that they walked in, those things that they moved in. He is telling the church we're going to move in the things of God and signs and wonders and miracles just like Wigglesworth prophesied about. Many of you have longed to see those things and they have not manifested in your life. But in this hour and in this day and in this move, you will see not only what the apostles and prophets did of old, but you will see my glory manifested in you and through you because this is my time. So he's telling us we're going to see what Smith Wigglesworth prophesied. We are going to see it as a body. And he said to this house, he's speaking to this house, he said, my glory will be manifested in you and through you because this is my time and I've looked and gone across this earth and I have looked for people and have found some people. No, this is not the only church because we heard, we've heard recently many times he's building houses of fire across our land. That's been prophesied. No, this is not the only church that I've found who is hungry, but you are a part of that move and a part of that people. Now, we have to make a decision. Are we going to take that? Are we going to believe that's for us? Are we going to grab hold of that? Or are we just going to let that go by? What I'm asking for is your faith to believe God for what God wants to do. We are moving in this direction. Pastor and I are determined, just like the sign says, we are pursuing God. We're going to see destiny in people. We're going to see what God has planned. We're going to see the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to see the move of God because God said this house will see the glory of God. He, he, he's the one that said it. Um, he, I'll just do this last little part. He said, I will use you, so keep that anticipation open because this house will be filled. He promised us. Not only will these chairs be filled, but this place will be filled. This property will be filled. This is what God's saying. Are we going to agree with this and believe God for this? You know, bless me what Bill said. Because his faith is out there. He is connected. And I believe others in here too. You're connected. You're believing God that you're a part of this. Because God doesn't want to leave anybody out. You know, it didn't say, except so-and-so. It didn't say somebody couldn't be used. Back on Wigglesworth, he said, I'm going to be a wave of the gifts of the Spirit. What happens when a wave comes in? You've been in the ocean, and the wave comes in, the waves start coming in. It's hard to stand, isn't it? You know, you can stand in the little waves. When they start getting bigger, you just get into them. And whoever's in those waves are going under. <laughs> you know, that's what God's bringing. That's the place that we're in. That's the place that we're living in. And I'm excited. And I'm taking this. He said, I have much plans for this property that hasn't even been revealed to my son and my daughter. I haven't opened it up to them because they were not able to see it, for they stood on what they have seen so far. 
that I'm about to reveal more to them, and he has in the years since then. And I'm about to show them some things, and I'm going to give the church what I read earlier, dreams about, and give you visions so that you can see and you can jump in. I'm just saying, Bill jumped in. Hallelujah. I, I know Debbie did too. <laughs> but I'm saying, I know others in this room has too. But we have to take this and not look at a time limit. God doesn't have a time limit on prophecy. God is long-suffering. He's waiting on the harvest. And we are living in harvest time. We are living in the days of the move of God. And there are already churches that are on fire. There's already churches that are moving and things are happening and we're just going to join in. We're going to participate. So I don't know what worship's going to look like in a few months. I don't know how all it's going to work. I don't know what children's church is going to look like. But when that little boy got up there, can't you see Eli getting up here and taking the microphone? preaching the word of God and the power of God fall. It's part of your vision, part of the things you're seeing. Why not? Children are going to be used in this. You know why? Because they're innocent and they'll do it. (laughs) They don't have all the baggage and the mindsets, you know, that stops them. It gives them reason why they can't go up there. They're being trained for the glory of God. They're being trained to you be used in this hour. Amen? Hallelujah. I just wanted to encourage y'all tonight. Dream. Believe God. Believe God he's going to use you in signs and wonders and miracles. Believe God that the word of the Lord is going to come to you that sets people free. Believe God in the outreach ministry that signs and wonders and miracles and God's going to use you in an awesome way. Amen. Hallelujah. I just, I'm praying that y'all are getting this. I'm praying. I know I read these occasionally. They need to be read because we need to take them. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.